Okay, so here we are again. It's Sunday. I, you know, I'm, I'm ballsy enough to go back to back. I just did, I uploaded one yesterday uh, with my, my main man, Thomas Lesniewski, which if you want to be, as, as his theme of the, the podcast was politically correct, apparently it's Thomas Lesniewski. Uh, but, you know, I'm German, not Polish, so I'm doing my best out here. But today I've got another very, very fine young gentleman. We went actually to Marion as well, so I swear I'm not just wrangling up everybody who went to Marion Central Catholic. Uh, Max Well, Maximilian, nope. Max, it's Maxwell, Maxwell, Max Spoden. It's oh. good to be here, Curtis. So we have known each other about, you know, not, so I've known Thomas longer, but you're the same age as Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so you were, and, and I do want to preface this whole podcast saying that as, as Max starts to open it, his, his beautiful mind, he's going to show me up on, uh, he's got a deeper voice than me. So this is the first time where I think, you know, I've gotten some feedback about, wow, you got a deep voice. Well, Max, you're going to take the, take the crown, I guess. But, uh, I invited Max over because him and I, we've always throughout the years, uh, you know, his, his dad was, you know, for whatever it's worth, he was uh, influential to me because he was the first person I met who truly had that sort of philosophical thinking. And you talked about him in the last podcast. I did. I mentioned how he had that theory about, you know, the shows that we watch and, and our, pers- you know, perspectives on them and, and why we, we might like them when we don't think about why. Coach Spoden. Coach Spoden. It's quite the identity. Yeah. And you went, uh, you were coached by him for, for a while and and uh, you also, in some way, kind of followed the footstep of when I mean, you have someone in your life who kind of like opens some doors that people don't think of all the time, good, bad or ugly and different, you know, whatever it is. You just kind of get hungry for whatever you deem or want to label that as. Yeah, I think, too, like the when you're exposed to it at a young age, you realize that there's so much more than that most people are even paying attention to hard to not want to pursue more yeah it's uh i don't know man well well explain like so what what are you studying right now like what are you what's your focus in in life yeah so i'm in psychology broadly uh mostly counseling i'm finishing up at loyola school and community counseling so i'm working to be a high school counselor okay and you're not this isn't just your undergrad though right no, yeah, I majored in psychology, got my undergrad, and then I am in a school and community counseling program. So I learned a lot of counseling skills too. Probably more focused on like psychology than most school counseling programs. I would focus more on education. Okay. Because I got my LPC too, so I could do like private practice stuff. Yeah, and when we were you and I, we didn't talk a lot about. I guess this. When when did we start talking about like psychology of things and just more behavioral and. And this is a perfect time. I love finding the plugs for these moments. We are not, well, I definitely am not an authority in psychology. I'm definitely not an authority in therapy. Max, on the other hand, you've actually got some some chips in your bag. As yeah, I mean, as... I have a degree. I've studied a lot. I certainly consider myself an expert in any way. Um, and in fact, like, who really is? But there are authorities, and I don't think I'll ever be one. But yeah. I think, too, like, to your original question, of like, how long we've been on this subject, like, you and I have always been observers. Like we would always talk about things that we noticed about behavior and patterns and people whenever we'd get together. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because to me, I, I would always, and you know, 
it gives me anxiety looking back at it, but when I was growing up, I was always trying to be somebody that it made me want to observe everybody because I had to figure out where I fit in. And I don't know if that's because I went to a lot of schools growing up. Like I went to like three different grade schools. I went to a couple different middle schools to where like, I don't know if it was just, you know, I touched on it in one of them. There's this um, almost bio biological or, or instinctual desire for us to like fit in. And so when you're someone that gets thrown in like environments constantly, different environments, you become like what we were talking about earlier, like a chameleon. Sure. And so that's why I, why would you say that you kind of develop like that fascination with like observing? I think, you know, my dad obviously was a big influence in my life too. Um, he's noticed a lot. He's observed a lot. And I just thought it was more of just like, again, like a fascination, just a curiosity of, cause I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. I, I know, I hear what you're saying about, and I've, we've talked a lot about like your roots and yeah. the fact that for you, it was, you know, like you were talking about in that episode yesterday, like funny fat kid and you had to have a certain identity because you knew you were going to get attention right you knew yeah. when you went to this new I was school trying to distract people well you had a size like when you walked right. in the room it was unavoidable people were going to look at you i never felt that way i felt like nobody it was the complete opposite that nobody noticed me so that put me in a unique position to where you know and i'm an introvert too so i didn't need as much attention did I you know i was an introvert in high school i i'm still not convinced you're an introvert i <laughs> I okay. I think. What am I then? What? Because I'm, I'm still lost. I, I don't know, Curtis. What you are? That's a loaded question with many avenues to go down. But, but you're very comfortable with crowd. Like, but that's the thing is, I knew that you weren't as comfortable as you came off. I knew that you were covering really? up for a lot of insecurities. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I knew that that's why was you were it always the, like performing. occasional. Like I would like pull my shirt out from my stomach. No, or... it was the fact that you always needed put yourself in the center of attention. I knew that that was out of a matter of control because you thought you were going to get there anyway. So if you put yourself uh, there, you had some control over how it was going to be and yeah. people would follow your lead as opposed to yeah. people were going to point at you. But I think as we got older and kids starting to catch up to your size, right? there was less of that going on than you imagined. That's why college was such a slap in the face. Because you're around a bunch of high, other big dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and they're like, Curtis, why the fuck are you <laughs> like, yeah. well, if we can cuss on you. No, you know, I, I always, I try to say cap it at shit, but. Sure, sure, sure. An, ex an explicit tag is an explicit tag, but, you know, I get it. I'll do my best. No, that was. Uh... Again, I grew up with Coach Spodens. So right. <laughs> I don't have much of a filter. Right. Which no. Which is funny. Uh, that's very interesting you say that. Just on, it was like, I still can't quite remember because I was in Vegas and I felt this need. I was interested in like, um, I know you don't drink, mm -hmm. but just I was out with, uh, you know, the group I was in Vegas with and I got back to my hotel room. I didn't have my microphone with me, but I just kind of set up the laptop and I was just so interested in like whether I was going to look back at it or listen to it and not post it. What was my perspective? Like after a night out? Yeah, like where where, where, where was your head at where was then my head compared at? to when you were going to listen to it? Yeah, and yeah. I think it went down the alley of like, or I might have said it in, in one that I did post of, I know that I, I had like control things, you know, control issues growing up because I always pinned it on being a divorced kid. Yeah, because there was I had a lot to, of like, chaos around. Yeah, it was like yeah. every other Wednesday I had to pack a bag. Every other weekend yep. I had to pack a bag. And, that was, and, then, and like, you had no say in that. Yeah. That was all being decided for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that, and then you go to like, and then I touched on, there's a balance in life and you have to like figure and, and no matter how hard you pursue one single idea, life's always going to be like, well, what about balance? Mm-hmm. And so that's very interesting that you kind of noticed that it was kind of like, as long as I can direct yeah. where the attention's being put, it's never going to be on what I don't want it to be put on. And I think it makes a lot of sense that that was going on because you did like, you did encounter a lot of unwanted negative attention. But you know what I'm like obsessed with now is now that I, cause I think I, I had, I'm not even kidding. I haven't said it on a podcast yet, but I, I had this thought of, I think we're all owed limelight in our life. Everybody has that moment in their life or those, those things that happen to them where they have that kind of like stage. Hmm positioning i wonder i don't feel that way i wonder if a lot of other people do not, See, but not I, that, I mean i hear what you're saying about being owed but that to me puts a lot of pressure on me because i don't want that type of attention okay so you maybe I mean? maybe okay but okay that's a good point not owed but i just always felt like you talk about observing and, and noticing like patterns mm-hmm. it seems like everybody has like that time in their life where you just knew about them you just like and it even happens at some of the higher levels of like famous people where not everybody stays on that limelight or in that limelight forever. And so I, when, when football ended and I, I was just so lost in like, whether it was identity of, of not being the football player or right. what, and the intention wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I just tried everything I could to think about like, what am I missing? Because back in the day, there was such a thrill of like going to school and like, being the guy being yeah or just yeah. you know i i got you uh, had a persona you got expectations you knew how to deliver on those expectations yeah it was comfortable and you now it's like an ocean of and what? no one gives what? a shit nobody gives a <laughs> shit yeah and so what do i do totally. i invest in some equipment sure. to, to say i will keep talking and i am important and i yeah. but, but but damn it not that i'm important that okay if i'm worth listening to then let me rattle some things up in here to see what comes out. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it, it, it does get, there are some times where I'll be thinking about something and I'm like, okay, that just kind of took me out, out a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't know if I liked where that just went. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get grounded again. And it's this like cyclical kind of roller yeah. coaster almost. Which and this is a way for you. It sounds like then to, recollect and regather and say yeah and kind of say here all here all my fit that tangent into what you already were right reconnect with who you've kind of bridge the gap and try to figure out how you're different now having gone down that road yeah yeah it's like this is me saying i've got all these pieces what does it look like right because like when you think about that one specific thing that's not who you are yeah that's just who you like you figure out who you are in that way and then you bring that back you know what i mean yeah yeah. That's so crazy. This is why I love talking to you, Max. You can just shear through things with just precision. And it's like, I don't have to say much to you. And then you're like, oh, but it's it's this, this, and this, and this. Well, and, and like, I don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's just that because I never had attention on me, I was never concerned with how am I being perceived. I had to have something ready when I walk in the room to be funny. I was, I've already thought about it. I've thought about all this before. You know what I mean? The yeah. things that like people find little time here and there and like, Oh my goodness, a thought just rocked me. I'm like, right. I used to sit in my room by myself and 
have 50 of those a day. You well, know what I, I mean? Was, I was talking to someone about like, do you guys not think how crazy it is that like I'm sitting here like thinking of things and my I've got this little muscle that's like connecting with it and now I'm vocalizing that stuff to you and they're like, yeah, dog, maybe in like third grade. Right. And I'm just like, come on. Sure. Don't. But now I'm like, okay, if that's the case, then yeah, I've but just I just mean... got to bowl through as much as I can. Yeah. Because why does this like trip me up? Why? Why do I like like the moments where I can like look down on my hands and be like, this is crazy. Yeah. This is just absolutely crazy. And we all just kind of, we do our best. And I, I just don't, I just want to think about it more. I just want to like understand it more. It's worth attention. I think not you enough know? people spend time thinking about things that are universal and like will always be. And they think about what's happening right now and what do I want to happen next? And yeah. that's never going to last. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. So you're always caught in that thing of like, it's like you're never caught up because it's always fleeting and changing. But for me, yeah. it's like I'm starting to finally feel comfortable. No matter where I end up, I know who I am. And that's yeah. much more comfortable than trying to like jump from one experience to the next. Well, I don't like that you told me the only thing that's constant is change. <laughs> that was kind of defeating. But you're right. It's beautiful, though. Like to watch things grow and evolve and to, to notice how some things take much longer to change. It's happening at the same time as other things that don't yeah. take as long to change. And right. you find little moments in time. And I think we're in a very transitional period in American society Why, right now. Do you think it's because we kind of flipped the, the um, balance of we understand that there's something we have that can provide mass amounts of communication? And there's also a lot of like the internet feelings that get applied. Cause for me, what I've noticed and I, I don't try to, I try to stay. I feel like my best bet is if I can just make sure that before I go into any controversial situation, I've got as much about myself figured out as I can. Right. Then that way, wherever it ends up, I can kind of not be as lost as, you know, person to my left or my right. But when everything was going on and the news was on constantly, it was almost like there is this kind of like people are feeling a lot. People are communicating a lot and that's becoming just this explosion of, yeah, a lot of stuff that has gone unsaid and just kind of like felt and implicitly understood is finally being said now. And finally like giving like the different media platforms, the fact that there's not one narrative like that's how it always used to be, even with te technology and media that could communicate to mass amounts of people. Yeah. Now there's people like you and I can put a podcast on what we think online. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Somebody might find it or somebody might not, but yeah, we ever, cause like me you, to say that media channels don't have an agenda is foolish. Like there's always, it's never just like, Oh, I really want to tell people what's going on. You know? So, so I talked about this with you before we hooked everything up is I, have, you know, I've been through some stuff in my life and it's something where, you know, if you're truly close with me, I've, I hope that I felt comfortable enough to tell you about some of those things that happened when I was younger. Yeah. We've talked a lot about that stuff. And it, you years. know, we all go through things. And so whoever, you know, if, if anyone's out there that's gone through stuff, I just recommend just not an authority, but something that helped me in my personal life is you just, you got to connect because as soon as you don't allow yourself a connection, you you just you know we're the only other like thing that exists in this world to like make sense of what doesn't make sense are people it's so, perspective 
You just because yeah. if you if you're alone thinking about something, you only have one way of thinking about it. That doesn't give you enough of the picture to actually understand it. Yeah. Without if it's just you. Yeah. You don't understand what something truly means because but it means so, different things to different people. So those times when you said that okay, you didn't have to always have something prepared to go into a room mm-hmm. and you would stay in your room and you would have these thoughts. You know, I ask you because this was birthed out of, you know, some of those moments where, that didn't make sense to me that happened when I was younger. And this almost like dissociation because yeah. your body doesn't, your mind, your body doesn't know what to do with a question mark at an age where you're just supposed to be taught everything. Mm-hmm. So when you have to start questioning things, it do, it's it's a blessing and a curse because you kind of, you you feel the that success that comes when you answer a question. That you pose have yourself. An, an answer to a question. You have, yeah. yeah. But then you realize that that's like literally brain food. You're mm-hmm. it's just like asking a question is just so. Being curious. Yeah, it just gives you like. And a lot, like you're saying. Fulfillment. A lot of times that's born out of chaos and turmoil. Yeah. Is you're trying to people you're trying who, to pin stuff down to make sense of what you don't know. Right. The idea of privilege is like there's certain people who get to adulthood never being forced to question those things and usually when you're forced to question those things it's not good yeah (laughs) it's not a positive experience but again i'd much rather be somebody who questions things every day than somebody who just only cares about themselves and their lived experience and but even i'm even at a point where i'm saying i i tell myself when i hear something like that yes there are people on the outside you could choose if that's the opinion but they don't they don't know like yeah that's the light like that's unaware that's the whole thing that started all of this for me is i just i started thinking the word perspective and just like i can't think that realistically i can change any but how fascinating would it be to try to like adopt more at least understand more because you you get when you get to a point where you start to get scared by a certain thought that you might have you can say, like, what would a different person with a different viewpoint say about this? But you know what it takes for, for that to successfully happen is you have to think about, like, the tiniest details of that perspective. Yeah, you got to beat it to death. You have to, like, You got to really... take one thought and just work it till yeah. it can't like, be worked Yeah, like, you've got to be like, what is it like when they wake up? Yep. Or, like, what do they think do about at 12, every aspect PM. of another person's experience. And you realize yeah. that, like... There are seven billion different Earths because there's that many people who experience it That's so differently. Weird. I was gonna say this to you at lunch, but one thought that kind of brought a, a calm over me mm-hmm. is if I imagine now I'm not an advocate for people who think that there is like the Matrix. I I just think it's one of, when we talk about dissociation. I think that the idea that we're just like code is about the most dissociating thing you can do. I mean, you 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 relinquish control. You know, it's that, but like the thing that makes us precious and organic is individuality. No, it's like being, it's like substance. And when you say that we're just like a code, who's saying that Curtis? I, I, I've got people in my life that have said it to me. You need and some new people. I'm just life. saying I've had people that like have told me like the matrix is real. And I'm like, come on. No, hey, I mean, it'd be, come on. It'd, it'd be more fun, I guess okay things like that well were true, but... even thank you I but there's appreciate... enough going on for like when you talk about people who do like <laughs> all those conspiracy theories it's like can we hang out more often hey you'd save me so much time. you know it's funny like i curse text me and i say like oh cool curse wants to hang out and i get here and it's like 
hey, you want to do this podcast? I'm like, oh. No, don't set it up like that. Don't. No, I honestly, because you know what? I've noticed this, Max. You have, I don't know, you know, if you want to get into it, you can. But one thing, so you notice things about me. I notice mm-hmm. stuff about you. Yeah. It's, you always uh, sacrifice yourself for whatever's happening around you or you used to. What do you mean by that? You have a lot of interesting you are probably more interesting than 90% of people. I think Yet, I actually agree with that. No matter who you're around. People don't see it though. You make it about someone else. Yeah. And I'm a like a an addict to that. Right. And so it's like hanging out with you has been the most challenging to be like and you know give it back give it back to you. Yeah. Like no, you take the ball. I got things to say. I don't <laughs> want the ball. You but, take the ball. But I don't So when you came over I had no intention. Sure. But then I was just like how did it come up? I I I actively was like, I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm <laughs> no, because I said I hung out with Thomas yesterday. That's why. Yeah. No, I'm happy to do it. Hey, I'm, I'm trying I'm, here, man. I'm just I'm just pushing your buttons. That's something we also do a lot. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's and I'm never one who's like comfortable with that attention. Anyway, I I just as soon sit and let somebody else help someone else figure it out for themselves too, yeah. or then try to like give you answers like i don't have answers for you i don't have answers for anybody else i yeah. just have found answers for myself but and i think that that I, I i'm interesting because of my perspective and i i find myself interesting it's just so unimportant to me that other people know it you know what i mean yeah i just don't care yeah that's good for you man yeah so when you say like i sacrifice Here's, myself okay, it's me... not that it's not i don't see it as a sacrifice it's just not it's not a value of mine to well, be can known. you can you validate this thought then that which in itself is i mean that's the theme of me validate me please for sure the reason (laughs) i did this and i started to do this is because i feel like i spend so much time and you can argue that it's about the journey and you have to go through all these things yourself i spend so much time not feeling like i could connect with somebody and so i'm saying screw it if i'm thinking all these things and i put it out there and somebody happens to listen to it and they find a benefit in it yeah then didn't I do something that I wasn't doing by not doing it? No, I think that's a great approach. And if nothing else, you have it for yourself to look back on. Like exactly, that, it's a great way. Like it, I don't get the sense that you're doing this to gain an audience. I feel like that's so far from. Like it seems like you're trying to again find that level of clarity, find a platform for you to work through some things. Yeah, have some real conversations or some fun conversations, or whatever you need. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's. That's great. But what I was saying before you debunked my matrix thought, which is great because <laughs> I don't I, like to spend too much time thinking about stuff like that. But I you honestly I mean? like it. It just bothers me when there's so much things to think about, like that, I know, but that that's... have some semblance and so basis in reality. Okay. There's two things I know, right? The basis. So there's two things that I want to kind of, you know, set up and then we can kind of go into two of them. Cause these are things that circle a lot is one from the thought of the matrix is what I was getting to was dissociation. So sure. the fact that, I want to know your viewpoint on if there's a healthy amount of dissociation you can perform because it has this disconnecting, reconnecting euphoria almost out of it. And then the second thing is, uh, what do you do when you're around someone who lets you in on a perspective that they have and you, how do you tell yourself that it's not worth trying to be like, bro, you're saying like, you disagree. You think that on. their perspective is harmful to them or someone else. Just and you would just you have an urge to want to change or 
yeah see that's the is that the is that the control siphoning off the last bit of need to step in because we've all met well, those let's people let's get into where, the dissociation first yeah and talk about like what and it, that also what it means to have different perspectives dissoci- and i don't know if dissociation is even the right word but it also links to what i was saying when you go through things you know at a young age it seems to impact more yeah but that 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 what would be the word then if it's not as extreme as dissociation what would be the thing that's like there is um more like just like open-mindedness maybe like um but that doesn't that doesn't you know what i'm saying though how do you say that you have a root of who you are Mm -hmm. you voluntarily step outside of that root yeah Yeah, and then you go back and on the way back you learn something too yeah no and that i i would love to dive into this topic i don't because to me dissociation from what i've read in terms of like from a clinical standpoint is when you don't recognize that you're not identifying as the same person as you were a minute ago now does that go to the extent of you've given yourself new identities or but you it's just don't the thing like if you're explain? giving it to yourself you know you're aware so okay. that's not truly like dissociating dissociating okay. when you talk about multiple personalities and things so like how that. can someone ever admit to dissociating if they don't recognize if they're clueless and in, in that new state of mind if someone talks about dissociating, it probably mean the, they probably know. And again, like I'm no expert. I could be wrong. Like yeah. I could be remembering incorrectly or haven't read enough about it. And I'm, but and to, I'm no authority in the questions that I'm asking. This is just my own mind yeah, kind of no, but puzzled like, and everything. From what I understand about dissociation, the only way that you would really know that you dissociated is because there'd be a lapse in memory, a gap. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Where you're like, I was so gone. Like a, like like a for, sober talk blackout. About, Sure, when you talk about people who, like, during a traumatic event, dissociate. Like, they'll remember what was going on up until that moment when, like, I assume... I've never... Again, I don't drink. I don't know what it's like to black out, but I think that would be similar. Okay. But instead, it's like you're... like you're, It's not chemically induced. It's because the experience was so painful that your brain is protecting you from these memories later so that you actually because don't remember Because it's going to harm future development. It's going to... To have to live with those images would be so painful that you to have those in your dreams you know what i mean right that your body your your attention and awareness shuts off and then you wake up later and you're like something terrible happened do you think that that started with like animals chasing us like <laughs> what's what's the like i don't know i, I haven't reason thought for where, that where that to be response piece comes of us. in i feel, i don't know because we see it more with like like sexual abuse and things like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like humans being shitty to humans. Right. I feel like if it's more of like an animal's chasing you, you you actually might be like have a more acute understanding. You'd almost want to remember it more. Like what if here's right? the thing though. Like I feel like dissociation happens once you've realized that you've lost control of the situation. If you're still trying to escape an animal, you're heightened. Your oh, senses are heightened. Okay. You have this fight or flight where you're trying to escape. You're trying to preserve and then you're probably going to remember that experience exactly every step that you took, every branch that you, you hung survived. off of. Right. But when you, if you're getting attacked by an animal and you got to a point where you're like, oh shoot, I'm done. And you're laying there. And then somehow the next day you woke up and you're alive. Maybe you might've dissociated while you're being mauled. Right. And having to go through that pain. Right. And somehow you lived, you know what I mean? So for the, for the, um, but again, I don't know. So that, okay. I've never had that experience. Yeah, I've never really lost consciousness. I just saw on Facebook today. There's this guy who uh, saved his wife from a bobcat. I saw that video. Like slung it. He he's like he he was like holding it for like seconds before, and then he's like, 
Oh my god, this is a bobcat! <laughs> then he fucking <laughs> shoots. It. Oh my god. He said he was gonna shoot that effort. He did. I know. And then they found out it had rabies and they had to get, get shots. Yeah, and before he attacked it, he also said he had to get a car wash. I remember that. He like waved like, to his neighbor. He was so I happy. Had a car wash. He, he was like, morning. And he's like whistling. He's got donuts in his hand or something. Did, did you hear the sound of that bobcat before that it was, attacked? That, apparently that's what they always the sound they always make. That's why I don't like cats. I'm not a cat guy either. Yeah. They're shifty. I'm One of the shady. few animals that domesticated themselves. Oh yeah. Isn't that crazy? One all of a sudden just hanging around waiting for scraps or no. So cats, I think it was on, on like like farms. Cats realized that if they hung out in the barns, right. they could get more mice. Right. So they domesticated themselves. Cool. They became like these hang out animals. Yeah. yeah. Hang out by the action. Yeah. Makes sense. Like pigeons kind of. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how we got there, but Yeah, but from uh dissociation to pigeons. Dissociation. I okay, so then Perspective. So No 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 no. So okay, I, I've got the train here. Choo choo all aboard. Curtis has to be in charge. So dissociation, <laughs> we've okay. We've uh, you've understood it. You understand it because I'm I'm still trying to understand it at, yeah. the, at the level of what it actually is. You black out. You don't connect with yeah. it. And Again, then, that's my understanding. Okay, but let's go to the one of like the stress of I don't know. You could even say like you you put your head in the books for like six hours, right? And then you, and you just, just download you, all this info. You, you instead of putting out, you're taking in. Yeah. You're open to a new experience. Like if you go on vacation, right? Like part of you when you get around locals isn't just behaving the way you normally would at home. You're kind of more observing and trying to figure out what the norms are here. Yeah. And that's like I think that's what you mean what you mean almost by dissociation. Which but that also links to me. Uh you're just trying to fit in. There's so much about just trying to fit in as a person. Yeah. I feel like that I see it a little differently cuz it's not important to me to fit in. It's just important. But then who cares if you act like the locals? I'm not at, trying to act like them. I'm just trying to figure out how, for me, because I got so much anxiety, it's more about a protective thing. If I want to know what to expect uh, rather than how to be liked. So or like, like maybe that. you're trying to figure out what, what looks like maybe some angst or what looks like calm. Cause what that looks might like... look different in different places. Right. I, I've lived in the Chicago enough to know, like when someone gets on a train, if they're up to some, BS. You know what I mean? If they're yeah. on something, like if they're right. trying to scheme or trying to steal something, or, or like, maybe you know you go to uh, you know Italy and that's just someone who had a lot of coffee that yep. day. And exactly, you know, exactly. That's just their their it, lifestyle. It's different. It's different. <coughs> so, and I think like you're saying though, is part of you has to give up your some part of your identity when you go to a new place to actually be able to take that in. Yeah. Because you have to forget about where you came from for a second. Yeah. Not so much that you lose your sense of self. But then that's the point of traveling. I feel like not just to like, cause when I go on vacation, like with my mom, for instance, she's got it planned out to a T we're going here. We're going to do this, have all these experiences. You never actually experienced, you did all the tourist things. You never actually experienced. My, uh, yeah. My ideal vacation for all, for all those people that want a vacation with me, go to a beach, relax. Yeah. Just enjoy my thing, the beach. That'd be nice. I like that. I, I enjoy that too. That just finding just a, to stop for take a second. Take in a new environment. But what I like too is like to go to like a local restaurant and to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go find like, out do what. Do you mean like local cuisine? For that, but also just to see how people who are just going out to dinner after work are like in this area. Mm-hmm. Not at the resort or wherever. You know but what I mean? What happens if you do all that and you realize that we're, we're common? 
you do that's that's what's great experiences but it's never the same you'll notice idiosyncrasies that are different but that's i think that's the great thing about traveling is you start to understand that like not everybody sees the world the same way the typical person from where we grew up sees the world yeah but there are some commonalities and similar values across all these different perspectives and like that kind of allows you to understand how to communicate with people better too when you come back so you know that you're interesting but you don't feel the need to i know that i'm interested in myself i know that i'm interested in what my mind is capable of okay and what did you have to do to reaffirm that to yourself i think once i realized that not everybody was as thoughtful as i was and had spent time examining things that i deem important it's kind of like a heightened consideration yeah curiosity it's because i like in high school i had a hard time because i couldn't figure out why they liked me like i didn't enjoy being around high school kids that we were with and why they didn't seem to enjoy having me around because i noticed too like when you and i would start to have these types of conversations at a group event all of a sudden there'd be a circle around us of space because no one really wanted to sit and think about this stuff yeah they'd avoid it you know what i mean so for me it was like starting to realize that of like man like this at first it was like this sucks for me i can't connect with anybody nobody wants to sit down and talk everybody wants to have this group thing going on where we're all trying to figure out what we believe as a group and what we're going to do next. And I, and I wanted to talk about who we were as individuals. Right. And nobody really knew and nobody wanted to go there. Nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about that. So that got me to the point where I was like, woe is me like this sucks because I don't have anybody to connect with. But then I was like, no, what was them? Cause they're uninteresting, but I don't, they have no fucking thoughts. No, no thoughts. You know what I mean? But it wasn't until football ended where I finally had like that, that uh, the dust had settled. And I realized that, yes, I think a lot of people that get into groups and it's exciting. You put on. But then what the hell are you doing when you're alone? Because when I was alone and I didn't have practice to go to, I didn't have all these things to mm-hmm. occupy myself with. And I got into the routine of like a, a work day. I was like, how am I going to fill my time for the next 60, 70 years? Like, what <laughs> What am I going to start like Because you didn't know what to- you enjoyed or... Yeah, I mean, I just thought, like, where you had, you had brought it up to me that, you know, um, how did it come up where you were like, I did always wonder what you did or thought about by yourself. Yeah. Because you always Going back to, like, always having something to say when you walk in a room. Like, yeah, that's, you, I, I wondered if you were just analyzing past encounters with other people and then preparing how to make that better next time. Yeah. But I was like, because right. for me, when I get to be alone, like, I, I'll pull out a video game and play that and think about some stuff or try to analyze like what's going on in the world around me. I kind of saw you as like, so always in tune with how you were being perceived. Yeah. What people thought about you that I was like, well, when he doesn't have to think about that because he's not with people, does he still think about that or does he have kind of an ocean of who am I? But then like I come hang out with you and it's like, Curtis plays the piano and Curtis knows how to play the guitar. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, maybe this is what he does with his free time. Like, I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, we had, we did, we had a, we had a, it wasn't a grand piano, but it was a, yeah, real deal piano. Yeah. And he could play. I just just found chords that sounded really, really good together. So for me, it's like, that's the type of stuff that I would do when I was alone. Like, if you guys just heard that, (laughs) what did she fart? Lucy just, 
Lucy, 13 years. Oh, That's the she, loudest one I've ever heard. Mine. She just cleared the room of herself. Oh, She's like, I'm going to go lay over here now. I don't want to sit in that. My sweet baby. So, what was that, girl? You heard that. I thought she was like moaning or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's awesome, man. I didn't know that that kind of... I was talking to what, someone... What, that your dog just ripped ass? No, that, the piano and the guitar and everything. I didn't know that that kind of stuck out. I always thought I was just some guy who figured out how to play like three chords. and. Well, but you were so like, creative cool. where you could ad-lib song lyrics. And I was like, because that's the part of the thing. That's, that's what makes the sh- the the crappy experience that you had to go through of always being having attention is you have such a quick wit you can come up with things that are funny on the spot so you'd just be playing those three chords and you'd be making me like roll over laughing with just things that you're coming up with rhymes yeah. off the and top of your you head know what, what happened that sucked is i stopped playing and then i got so into losing weight that i became a douchebag and i lost that creativity for a while and i got so caught up in how i looked yeah and that's why it was great to talk to Thomas yesterday because I honestly felt <laughs> that was so like, funny. Yeah, that he he made a good point. Like he brought up how I was like I thought that I conversation care. there was a lot of truth to that conversation. I thought part of it was incomplete. I thought there's so much truth to the funny fat kid trope and how much that right. has had a Can you perf- define trope? Trope means a role that you play or trope. A certain um you know what word I found out today? Hmm. Perturbation. I don't know what that means. Per, per, it's like uh, anxiety. Perturbation. Per, perturbation. Like you're perturbed? Perturbed. Yeah. Perturbation. Perturbation. Hmm. Yeah. Trope. Yeah, the trope of a fat kid. Yeah, so like if you look like at... the Sandlot guy. If you look at Homer Simpson, if you... Like the you were Goonies saying. The kid. Yeah. The truffle. That's a trope. The, the shuffle. When you're... Right? Think if you were casting a show... What role would you cast Fat Jonah Hill for? What role would you cast Skinny Jonah? Like they're yeah. different tropes, right? You know what I mean, right? There's certain a certain expectation of what you're gonna do with that, who that is, and that really is only true in groups, right? You know what I mean? Well, I was part of a pretty big group in high school. It started. I mean, it was rooted in football, and then yeah. But I, I liked it. I mean, I liked the group that I was with. It's it was, secure. Again, yeah. you had control too, because you, you learned because you learned how to be more quick witted than the people who would want to poke fun at you for being the funny fat kid. Yeah, and you got super tall too, and you like it became like oh but that's what why. What sucks so is that big. when you get older, all those pokes you yeah. start to get like poked back yeah. because everything's not politically correct or everything's not, and then you have to like fine tune everything. Because you're saying like the like, jokes you're making, like and... three or four years ago, it was awkward to watch stand up because right because people I, were bringing up airplane jokes again. Like yeah. it was just you couldn't say anything. What was fair ground? Yeah. So again. that's that's why I kind of. Um, went into like the philosophical avenue because you can't be mad at somebody for getting kind of lost in their own self-perception. Yeah. But if it doesn't go into like gaudy and, but it's funny. Like you'll like when you get into like philosophy and you realize like, Oh, that's, that's what I've been noticing. Like when you read something, you're like, I've noticed that and I've never had words to say it the way that this person just wrote it. You know what I mean? Right. Then it's like, my brain starts thinking of things that are funny about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. I, I wouldn't say those things on a podcast or, you know, I would just say yeah. to you or some things I would, but you know, it's just. Go. Lucy, go. There's a certain amount of humor that becomes revealed to you once you see the big picture more clearly. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. There's ironies that you weren't aware of. <laughs> like why? Like when I was like in high school and I like the Mean Girls table and they're all self obsessed with how they look and whatever else. I'm like that's hilarious because they're all pretty hot and they all don't realize it and they're all <laughs> yeah. trying to look like each other even though on their own they're all freaking gorgeous you know what yeah. i mean and they don't know it like that's hilarious to me like yeah i don't know just it, like the oxymoron of life there's so many jokes in there you know what i mean I like there's so many different places you could make that funny i don't know well one thing that i'm kind of getting hooked on now and i don't know if it's good or bad but when i feel like i'm kind of losing a little bit of um mental you know drive and I'm just, there's something about like, I don't like being, I gotta be honest, Max. I don't like being relaxed sometimes. Sometimes if I'm like not ready to relax, I don't want to get there. And so why I say, it, I don't know if it's good or bad is because if I'm like just chilling, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll almost like push my, like I could be in any room and I could be like, okay, what, what is a thought that I could think about that just really pushes me over the edge about like, wow, that's pretty crazy. And, and one thing that. I was listening to this audio book over and over again, and it's called The Art of Happiness. And then, you know, Dalai Lama was kind of interviewed at one point uh, by this uh, this doctor who wanted to take his thinking and derive it into like a practical Western way to implement, like, how do you uh, consistently find happiness? Hmm. And one thing that was brought up that always stuck with me was he was looking at, so this is from the book, you know, I'm trying to be as, as verbatim as I can, but he said he, he looked at a thread on his, his sweatshirt and he realized how much went into getting that sweatshirt mm-hmm. to him, whether it was the person who made the fabric mm-hmm. to make the f- sweatshirt, the person who sold the sweatshirt, the, even back to the, the, the truck or the tractor that, you know, farmed and, and got, got the cotton. And what it took to make that tractor. And what it took to, and so <laughs> like I can sit in this room and be like, okay, I'm sitting in this room that has been here how how many years? But at yeah. one point, you know, it was a human effort, human hands that had to like put every, everything that I've got mm. right now. And Somebody it's just, put food on their family's table by building this building. Yeah. And, and it's just that have... there's so much that get, goes into that because it's a timeline. So you have that, you know, everybody loves when it's like things just kind of fall in, right? Linear. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a pleasure from finding a linear path of things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the human kind of um, what would it be like com- compassion and like we want to do these things in our lives because people benefit from them. And so that's you a become piece. connected to like the human experience yeah, rather and, than just a consumer who's right. just trying to be comfortable all the time. And I honestly feel like sometimes you get trapped in your head a little bit. Yeah. Especially when you're going through something like you were going through in terms of being obsessed with your appearance. Yeah. Cause that's so small and matters. Right. So like, it only matters to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're like grotesque, which you never were. And your boss is like, you're Thanks, a liability. Like, I appreciate that. Hey, I felt like I was a pretty decent low bar. chubby guy. You know? no, yeah, you, you were a handsome chubby. Thanks, man. But it, even back then, you like you probably spent more time focused on fashion and thing accessories than the average person yeah. who wasn't under that pressure. Like, how's my polo looking today? Yeah. You know, and you were sit, always looking in the class. mirror, every bicep curl, you watched it. Right. Go, you know what I mean? Like and right. I and I wore the tank top with the wife beater underneath. And, and for me, like when I looked sense. at that mean girls table, it was easier for me to be like, Wow, that's funny. That's but I didn't I didn't know their story. I knew that your right. I knew your story and it made right. me feel bad. Like it made me feel like, damn, uh-huh. that sucks that Curtis is going through that. And he doesn't realize it yet. Yeah. He thinks it's great that he's getting a bigger bicep, but I'm like, it sucks that 
he needs that to he's feel good. He's still pretty self-absorbed. And that you, know? you weren't comfortable with, with no matter what your arm looked like. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where, that's kind of my hook right now. And, you know, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, because this is what I, and that goes to the like siphon dissociation that I just, mm -hmm. I want to learn more about is because when I do that, I, I take in, in the book, they call it your, your faculties. So you give up your faculties, you know, mind, body conventions, and conventions, like that. and you almost try to see how far you can stretch it how far I can think about all these different pieces all at once. And then on the way back, you fit it into calming, who you already were. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the best I can do as far as trying to explain intuition. It's I think like that intuition, you have to stress yourself to step outside your, you have to induce a certain level of stress and anxiety of the unknown to figure something out. And then like you're saying on the way back, you fit it in and now you know more. But without yeah. without pushing yourself to an uncomfortable place of like, oh, I don't know where this thought pad this thought train's gonna go. And I don't so know if where, I'm gonna like when I get there, you know. Where does intuition fall into some like behavioral development and all you know, like I, I don't understand what you're asking. I feel like intuition is um a very personal tool of growth, but it's never something that it's like clear as day, like how you can is it something you can strengthen? Is it something you can what does intuition mean to you? To me, that in any moment, if I'm presented a problem, because I've been given sort of the tools to be able to take bits and pieces from all these different experiences, yep. I can now apply it yeah. quicker and more efficiently yeah. to solve that problem. You have this, this, again, like implicit understanding based Which on everything is, you've experienced this up is, until that point. Yes. And this is where I also think that you have to decide, are you going to be someone who lives your life that views it as intuition or that there's this unspoken vibe between you and others? Right. Because some people like they know it's there, but they don't, they think it's just but, like, like this unspoken thing. But my thing is like, you can spend your life analyzing it and learn to understand it more. But I, ever since I watched, do you, do you watch uh, like TV shows at all? Like the flash. Do, do I watch TV shows? Yeah. Yeah. I watch TV shows. Well, I don't know. You said video games. You know, I've actually hung out with people who are like, I don't watch movies that much. Oh no. I love like, watching TVs on. and movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay, great. So you did you ever watch so flash? I didn't. I've been on the Marvel thing on the Marvel okay. side. Once I finish, so, I'm going to go over to DC. But. I, it was a couple years ago. I started watching the show flash. The one that just, was connected with like arrow. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But there was this character. They called him vibe because he could like do, he could like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the past or the future. He could do something, but I think he could see the future. But just based on intuition, though, basically. But just what? Get a feel but for the, it. Okay, the connection is ever since I saw that show, I've heard people mention vibe. Not, I'm not saying it's the show. Yeah. But before I heard that, I'm like, get out of here. Like, well, it's vibe, like when I first, on. when I that's first, like that's cute. That's a cute like written thing. Right. And then the older I get, the more I hear like, oh, the vibe wasn't there. What's your vibe? I feel like, like people if, are using that word more now. But than listen, ever, if if that's a thing. Then why is it just as easy as like if I were to sit here and be like, I don't know, I just don't feel, and then like, well, it's well, why? Well, give me details. Well, it's like, can we just decide? Is it a human thing or is it just our intuition? We don't know how to like process through all that information yet. That's it. That's it. It's like when when you have when you just get a gut feeling. There's probably things there that are specifically making like you uncomfortable. Things. You just don't. It's there's too much or so you you in believe in that then you don't believe that it's this like meta like 
I I believe that like this un like you you know this I can spiritual thing. I can walk into a room and know that I'm uncomfortable in that room and not know why. That's intuition, right? That's just you, you, a vibe based on what your yes. But, but if, yours okay. But so if, if I were to take a picture, a but if I took a picture of that room and brought it to my therapist and we analyzed it together, I bet we could be like, oh, maybe that was part of it because of that reminded me of something in my past, or maybe this person reminded me of a person that made me feel uncomfortable. You know, but my thing is like. Okay. To some people, sometimes it doesn't matter, but it, for me, I had so much social anxiety that I couldn't be in a room with a group of people. I had to start to analyze like, what is it? Cause I'd really like to hang out with these guys. But when I'm there, I'm so caught up and why am I, I, I feel like I need to leave. You know what I mean? So would you, so that, I don't know, man, that, I, what finally allowed you to get some of those answers? What do you mean? I don't think I have answers. No, like to that on that question mark, what question mark? Like you said, you go into a room, you not know, you don't know why. Yeah. What finally allowed you to kind of process through all of it? Self awareness. Okay. And it just takes time. It takes. It takes analyzing past experiences. Did you and ever, finding patterns? You okay. Know? So did you ever figure out like a, a roadmap? Then there's no such thing. No. No. It's different every experience. Every time I find a new level of clarity I, I took a different process to get there There's see that no, that sucks it's scary that sucks it takes because time sometimes i want but if you spend out, more of your life i'm working big, on like, that i like protocols i like yeah. like i'm the same way yeah one yeah. a one b nope. yeah it's scary what are you know what's my network map there's you you i could have an experience on the way home tonight that profoundly changes my life that i had no way of being prepared for wow. or seeking out you that know opens I mean? things up yeah so it's like the, to think that there's one way of doing things is ignorant because you don't know what's going to happen next in your life. Wow. So where do you find security in life? My identity. Okay. Which is something that but I've even, just recently started to understand. But even we discussed that in, if you have some of those clarifying... Can we create a word for this like half dissociation thing that I'm trying to explain? Or You're talking about giving up the faculties. I like that. Like the idea of stepping outside yourself right mm -hmm. like intentionally though the, the right. problem with the dissociation word is that it's an unintentional stepping outside of yourself at least the way okay. i understand it okay i'll lock that in because so, i don't want to you know i want to be the guy walking around saying you know i dissociated i blacked out and i you know <laughs> you could be talking to ralph again know? like i don't know for sure like i don't know for sure that i know what i'm talking about when it comes to this but which is I, not something to make fun of no of course there not. are people that struggle it, that's why Very i intensely. that's why i'm trying to make that distinction okay because it i think for you to say like oh i went to didn't you go to africa first of all possibly okay <laughs> so i don't i never heard about that yeah um but for you to say like when i went on vacation i stepped outside myself to try to learn something new about a different people and let that yeah. heaven's influence on me that's different from somebody who woke up as cindy and went to bed as jamie and jamie and cindy yeah. don't know each other and you okay so you're saying that that's give that to dissociation don't give some voluntary mental exercise the word dissociation yeah again i could be wrong but the way i understand it is that the voluntariness of it makes it not a dissociation so then what is it then if you can like temporarily and maybe i'm not maybe i'm not even fully doing it but because to me it's like i don't think you ever do i don't think you can fully Here's, here's the thing that I've like, 
I got really caught up. It was a couple years ago. I was like, I got really stuck on what the power of words provide. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as soon as you can give something a word, you kind of have a better grasp on it. There's a tangibility to it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, you know, it's like you grow up, you got the, the monster in the closet. Mm-hmm. You name that monster, Bill. You give him Bill's a backstory. Bill's not so scary. Yeah. You know? You, talk, you try to explain why he's so mean and yeah. you feel well, some compassion for Bill had a long day at, the work, you yeah. know, at work and yeah. he just, he, yeah. he, you know, he's just snoring louder than give he him wants a story. to. Yeah. yeah. So what what could be like a good, I mean, that's, that's a tall order just to create a word on the spot. I think that, like, I know what you're saying about in terms of intentionally stepping outside of your comfort zone, though. Yeah. And allowing... <laughs> There's a difference between self-awareness and other awareness, right? Like, when you're so focused on your appearance and everything, that's, you're, like, hyperly self-aware. When you have a balance between, like... But, so- but you're also delusional. Yeah. Because you don't you matter think- that much. You think other people are paying that much attention yes. to you? Are. And then nobody yes. is. Nobody ever is because most of us are paying. Most of the people are paying more attention to themselves than anybody else. Yes. Most people are walking around in the same place as you were. So the idea that me focusing on how my arms look more than the next person is not self awareness. You're right. It's self delusion. Right? Yeah, you're right. You actually get more sucked up in your own little black hole of what you think. Which, Curtis, being too, is, with... is a natural part of being an adolescent. And that's when I think you were really going through that, too. Yeah. Like, we, there's a thing called um, an imaginary audience where you feel like you're always... It's like the Truman Show. Yeah, you feel like you're always being observed. You feel like... And you overestimate. Teenagers would say... Would show that they overestimate the amount of attention people are actually paying attention to them. And the way they study that is they have kids, like, rate popularity, right? And they'll they'll find, like, where do you rate on this popularity thing? Like, how much do people, like, notice you or whatever? And teens tend to put themselves higher than the rest of the class would oh. put them. So what is that? Is that just hyper-formative? It's insecurity. It's because you're, you're, you don't know who you are. And you don't want... Adolescents are trying to figure out an acceptable version of themselves. And because it's communal. What is, what is this? Freaking it doesn't thing work. If like, it only works for you, I know people aren't going to accept it. Okay. So you say that, you know, change is, is the only constant. Sure. How come I keep hearing these things about like, we're always so concerned about where we fit in, what people think of us. Because the human experience is better when shared and it's easier when we have defined roles for adults when we know what that when there's a level of group. predictability because we can't take care of everything that we need to take care of in our life so we don't there's... grow our own food we don't we need to rely on others right yeah so well, people with the are society gonna... that we developed we right. have to yeah which i would argue is a mistake but <laughs> too late right well i was reading the sapiens book and it was that once we realized that we can develop agriculture it's easier to hunt can... as a group exactly and we can't we can grow a field rather than yes. a plant if we a work together, side garden and then we learn how to talk to organize yeah which is great but there's a lot of directions that all those things can be taken like pouring concrete over the entire midwest and messing up the ecosystem you know what i'm saying like yeah. it, it gets we start to think rather than can we we should be thinking should we right yeah but you know that's a whole other rabbit Cool. Yeah, I always uh, I watched a lot of Planet Earth growing up, so I always got kind of hooked on the idea of like if we could do more for like animals, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go 
I don't want to become a vet because then you're like shoving thermometers up dogs' asses and well, and to like, help, there's to, a stepping stone process. Sh- to all sure, that. sure. Like giving a house pet its shots is helping animals, but you know we could focus on the more big picture issues that would really help animals. Like yeah, like preserving how are there this and, many dogs in the world today, and this many type of dogs in the world today? Species that have been here forever are going extinct all the time because you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, well, know. that's why. So uh, I use an orangutan as my cover mm-hmm. uh, because I just think it's it's just grounding. I never thought that as I got older, I'd have to like actively ground myself so much and like. But I just I start floating away, man. It's just yeah. I just the the mind is just so. Interesting. Humans are too smart for our own good. You 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 really think that we're yeah. just so damn smart? I think it's again like it's interesting and it's more fun and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, but think about how freeing it would be to just be an animal who's just like, where am I gonna eat? eat? What am I gonna eat? And where am I gonna sleep? Like that's all they think about every day. Yeah, but do you think that comes down to just the memory bank that we have? I think it comes down to communication. Once we learned how to, yeah, like communication and memory. Like once we learned how I, how to articulate, yeah, we our remember, emotions. I know words. I, I know feel like the type of words to say. Express to ourselves. Express myself. Yeah, yes. Rather than get away from me or, you know what I mean? Make like just some of obtuse noise it used to be like the only reason like look at animals right they either communicate as a mating call or like a defense warning have you ever seen birds in the tropics where they like put their feathers and out and dance around rituals they have it's routines. crazy i saw one where uh the one male had to get three other males to perform yeah so a four bird dance yep i've seen that. had to be good enough yeah it's crazy but again, if we could There's just, a dance, if they man. could talk, okay. if they had game, if they could, you know, so, like okay, so, make the other bird laugh, they wouldn't have to go through all that. That's like, true. So that's humans have true. found so much shortcuts to things that take other species their entire lifespan to accomplish. And they're doing the same thing we can, over and over. We've been there. We've done that. We can have the privilege of thinking about. So, so what allows us the, that's interesting. So it makes me think what is it that gives us the ability to put stakes in the ground and just keep going? We don't have to like come back to the same thing. We can like progress. It's recorded, right? It's the memory bank. Yeah. It's a we, human memory bank though. Cause like we yeah. grow up like there a hundred years ago, isn't a long time. They didn't necessarily have the same levels of infrastructure and electricity as we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have the benefit of being born into that where other species like, they don't evolve that quickly mm-hmm. they because their communication is more about hunting. Now that's right? a rabbit hole. You want to talk about rabbit holes? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. No, I think that, I think the whole vocalization process of life is just, I, I, I think sometimes if I take it for granted, then it, it might be being taken for granted by some other people. Yeah. Just cause I'd like to think that I can at least relate on but that. Like level. you're saying, it helps you to ground yourself and get back to what's important. Right. Cause but it's like, it, yeah. if we have this ability to communicate and have these thoughts, like how can I make that useful to make the world better than I left, than I got here? You know what I mean? Yeah. But like we were talking about, you know, at lunch, anytime you try to like go so steadfast in one direction, yeah, you, you look like an idiot. Yeah. If all you're trying to do is soak in information, then what's it good for? Yeah. If but all you you're said, trying to do is perform. Then... You, yeah, you, you blew my mind when you said, uh, it's better to understand than to try to be understood yeah right yeah and it becomes easier to be understood once you understand more because you understand how to communicate to somebody but i'll say it again i'll say and this is my second go around with saying this i don't agree with that because i think that when you're somebody who just makes their life about trying to understand it's foreign 
to some people who don't think that your only intention, because there's a, there's a huge, I, people get burned all the time. And that's developed this almost uh, uh, defense of like, this can't be all that this guy is. There's no way that it's just this. Like, there's got to be some some intention. There's got to be some Yeah, like, what are motive. they trying to gain by always presenting themselves this one way? Exactly. Yeah, which I'm not advocating that that's what so you should you do by have... only seeking to... I didn't say only seek to understand. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, fine. Because, again, like, I feel like part of me felt misunderstood for so long. It was once I knew more about other people that I found it easier to be understood. And that felt good for me. So what this is allowing me to do is kind of get strengthen the muscle that questions. Yeah. So do you think that that was similar to when you started to understand more or what worked for you as far as like, now I get it or like, okay, I could, I could always go back to that and I could, I could work on that. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know if I understand what your question is. Going from not being aware of certain things to being aware. I don't remember a time where I wasn't though. Cause oh, like, cause well, like, well, just cause like you're saying, da. no, the it's not great. Bl- it's not that it's not good. Cause <laughs> no, like you're saying like the world wasn't joyous for me as a kid. Cause I saw it for what it was rather than having this imagination of how great it was being presented to the kids around me. I was like, that was parents there, full of looking shit. back. Was there a stillness in that? Yeah. There wasn't the, like you there, had def- there wasn't as much wonder and um, like you had to actively try to get momentum in your life because more like I had to actively try to accept joy because I knew that the world that was being presented to children was not accurate as a child where most kids allow that are allowed to believe that illusion that everything's great. Your parents uh, have everything okay. under control. Okay. And I was like, that's BS. Santa Claus isn't real. You know, the whole thing, like I never had that because of, you know, again, like I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm happy that that's how it was, but it, there is a certain level of he's, he's. You know what? He is real on some levels. What are you, are you talking about, Santa? Yeah. Whatever, Curtis. <laughs> God damn it. No, but I just mean that, like. So what my dad did to, did for you at that age was start that curiosity, right? Just through, you know what though, man, it honestly might've been, I mean, it might've been my dad. I just, I think your dad has such a, he has a presence. He's a big dude mm-hmm. that you just identified. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, my dad, you know what? I might have to, to take that and say there were, so I've gone into sort of the, the timeline of how it got to just my dad and I, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. he won custody in third grade fought his ass off in court before at a time where dad's won custody. Right. It always went to the maternal, you know? It was, yep. So it was my brother, my sister and I for a while. And then, you know, they got older, they got older. And then my, you know, the dynamic, you know, it is what it is. And, and they ended up going back with my mom. Right. And because of Marion, my dad was like, okay, well, if you live with me, I'll, I'll still kind of support you going to Marion. And so when we uh, would be driving around, I mean, we went to movies all the time. We went to burnt toast. I don't know how many mornings yeah. to eat breakfast. You know, there were there was always this question he asked. It just always stuck with me. And I think that it honestly started to kind of cultivate that thought is, what are you thinking about? Yeah. And as parents who... You what know, a great question to ask your kid, by the way. Do you think so? Yeah. You think it is? I think it is. I, never, I 
Don't think I was because I've had a, I've had two sides of the coin on that. I had the head side of like let's go positive, and then so the positive and negative. Yes, get me out of my own head. Well, not Start only that, to, but it shows interest. Like I yeah, okay. I always felt like my dad could get, had, see. I don't want to feel comfortable like maybe putting this out there, but like I felt well, like not a lot of people were as concerned with what's going on in my head. Like, okay, wondering, are you doing okay? Or what's your experience like right now? It was just like I was just kind of there. I was always there. Well, I always think, okay, if, if you have any concern about that, I, I just always take a second to say, that was then. Yeah. We're now. Yeah. No. You it, know what I mean? You can't and, hold somebody. And we could both go into like, there's not a parent alive who hasn't made mistakes with their children, right? Yeah. And like, again, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love my dad. He's a great guy. And we're working on a relationship every day. But um, yeah, there, there's a certain level of like, he was a lot of times wrapped up in what was going on in your guys's life and you and just wanting to impact every single high school player football that he player ever interacted with that. I felt like he assumed he knew who I was, but didn't take the time and didn't seem as interested to actually like get to know his own son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so my, the other side of it was there is development as a child when you get to get in your own head a little bit and you get to kind of play around more than someone like yanking you out of that loop that you're developing for yourself. Yeah. So like if, if you imagine like your mind's this track that you got to get all this experience doing these laps and then all of a sudden someone's like, Boop, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Tell me. So yeah. that was the other side. But So what's the bad side then? That was the bad side that it's almost like if he always determined when it was, I was done being in my own head based on well whenever he how asked. did it go after he asked you that question and you told him there were some times where i just i didn't know what to say i was just like i don't think i was and then i almost started to think like should i am i supposed to be wondering something I, yeah yeah so there was that side of it yeah but so you felt like a pressure almost kind of i mean there were times max where i would say just something that as i said it was such a uh um uh there's so many words i want to pull from non uh insequential what was it be non-sequential insequential inconsequential inconsequential there's always one moment on every recording i do where i'm like no that's not right what's that, that word in- inconsequential <laughs> yeah where insignificant insignificant yeah. and and i would say it and then he would just like uh dissect the hell out of it mm-hmm. and what would that do for you two sides of the coin as I'm older, I think that I think about things way more than others. And I think yeah. in, in like a work setting, it gives me an advantage yeah. because I get to like see a problem and go, well, this is one solution, but right. let's go here and here and here. Yep. But on the other side, it's like I now overcomplicate things that yeah. could cause headaches for people. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And so, but would you rather be the person who only sees things as far as they need to and doesn't consider alternate perspectives and... So, so then you ask the question, am I sitting here thinking about perspectives because I want to, or because I finally found something that can be like a healthy funnel to put all of these like questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So to think what you're saying, like, rather than being like trying to figure out how you think about something, you'd rather wonder how other people might, but in a way that's not gonna, Yes. But in a way that's going to help me on my way back. Because, because I'll, considering I'll, I'll how other in, people might think, you figure out which of that you agree with and which you disagree with, and yeah. then you become more clear. Like with. if you really, yeah. like, and, and again, is, that's the thing about connecting with people is it's so much easier to learn things about yourself when you have somebody to bounce it off to, like a parent who says, "What are you thinking about?" 
So now he, you bring it out to the world. Oh, yeah. And has you the world go down interact this, with You want to go down this road. I, I once thought, yes, we're going to have a life that is like developed of our own and we have our own thought process, but you really boil it down to like what we're made of. 50% one person, 50% the other. And you can't sit here and tell me that you haven't had some experiences that are shared with your parents. Oh my God. And to where it's almost it gets like, scary the older it, I get of like, oh my God, I am so much like my dad. But, but even that, but like, am I living like a modified version of like... Yeah the life like just an updated version of some of the things that he went through because they're it, always speaking from the challenges that they faced and the things that yep. they overcome and that was just that was a scary one of the thought i had one of those thought i had, was entertaining that thought for a long time when i was a kid and it really scared me and it made me start to worry because i there was certain parts of my parents experience that i knew for sure that i didn't want for myself and i almost thought it was predetermined that yeah because of who i am that i'm 50 percent him 50 percent her yeah. and grew up in this area like this is the way that the world is so that really got you, me into a really you, dark place because you feel like you're locked yeah and you're i wasn't on i wasn't comfortable i was comfortable with certain aspects of it but as a kid too i could only see the parts that i wasn't comfortable with and i felt like i was being forced into that which of course i wasn't yeah but i perceived it that way and it sent me into a really dark space so one thing so i hope i do this thought justice but it, it helped me out for a while and i'm not saying you need it that's not why i'm prefacing that way but just I needed it at the time was I imagined that, you know, I like to live life and I like to think about it. You know, it's colorful. There's so much that we can enjoy and so much that we can feel and experience that I imagined if every single moment was like, you're getting this blank canvas put in front of you mm -hmm. and every person has this ability to paint a gorgeous painting. Sure. Every moment there's an opportunity for new. Yeah painting for a new is it is it this gorgeous thing is it this thing where there's all of a sudden there's this splash of like i didn't why i don't like that and every every and it keeps every it keeps a refreshing when, like when you can always positively impact the next thing yeah and when you look at that blank canvas you're looking at it with everything you've ever experienced up until that point yeah so you paint something that represents who you are at that time and then you go on vacation and you have new experiences. You take in new perspectives, you know, dissociate in the way that we've been talking about it. Right. You know, and then you come back and you look at that blank canvas differently. And your and painting's you never going to be the same. But you figure out how to paint a more beautiful painting and, in relation to you. And problems that you encountered last time when you didn't know how to express a certain thing that you wanted to express, you now have a better idea of how to do that. Right. Again, like, so when you're, that's what you I mean. You learn like, a new stroke. You so learn a new So when I was saying, like, seek, color to, scheme. seek to be understood rather seek to understand rather than to be understood which by the way is not my words like that's i don't know who originally said okay. it yeah no absolutely it just it was it's yeah. profound yeah um to, it almost like makes and we you said also like because what we were talking i was like i asked you i said max is there a perfect perspective and i said it doesn't exist it doesn't exist and i and then i said well what about the perspective to always gain new perspectives and then from there we found you know we thought of the word well constant reflection yeah but not in a um self-absorbed yeah i don't think you should always be taking like again like yeah. you were saying like you disagree because you think um you you said how did you say it in terms of like not just being like a sponge but yeah i don't know because again like when i think the canvas analogy is a good one in terms of like there's going to be those moments like you're talking about being in the limelight where you have an opportunity to affect those around you and if all you've ever done is pay attention to how you look in the mirror then what good are you you're to like, anybody you're else because like you only know your experience of the canvas that nobody's really paying attention to anymore 
yeah you gotta contribute to it you know you well, gotta like and to contribute you have to you know venture out and explore things and realize how unimportant you are to the rest of the world yeah that's how you learn and then you get in front of a group of people you know like when i do with like students and the world's a big place man it's a lot to learn it's a lot of experiences to have there's a lot to learn so where what are some you've been to some you got into concerts for a while yeah i still am it just sucks with the pandemic i think i think music for me is a place where i can i guess again like step outside of myself and yeah it's always interesting to for me to watch people communicate without words yeah you know what i mean yeah i've I've always had a hard time articulating myself yeah up until recently you know Mm -hmm. and i've always identified with you know musicians who if you watch them in an interview are helpless so what's uh what what would you explain like if i'm someone who thinks that when i'm talking with somebody and we're pretty i mean i feel like we've got pretty genuine back and forth but you listen you really listen to somebody and you listen to the tone you listen to how they're saying things and you start to get that little bug in your ear of like why do i kind of hate everything i'm hearing is that kind of getting caught up in my own head or is that maybe i'm i'm getting um do you mean i don't know what you like mean. intentions what are the intentions of why someone may be saying the thing that they're saying or saying it how they're saying it do you ever get caught up in that like what's their motive yeah maybe if it comes across fake maybe if it comes across yeah, i have a pretty good filter inflated. For i feel like i i only tend to give like i'm fine being around people who seem surface level but i'm always just drawn to those in a group who I'm, i i know that i could have a deeper conversation with type of thing and so what do you do when you're be, like around a surface level type conversation just be nice yeah i pretty much be quiet and just count the time wait for it to be over <laughs> I, yeah. I i don't like it i don't like going to weddings i don't like you know i don't like it i yeah. and that's why i had a hard time inserting myself into our group in high school or your guys's group in high school whatever you know like yeah it's hard because when you get around a group of people, it's less about individuality and more about commonality. And I was never really intrigued by that. You know, I wanted to know what made somebody them mm-hmm. rather than what made us us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't really have that conversation with. So why do you people. think that you think about individualistic or individualism mm-hmm. so much? What it's more interesting. Think, but what do you think the benefit? Like, what do you think would happen if if everybody kind of knew exactly who they were? Then we would stop. I think it, that's interesting. I guess if, if you think that you knew everything about yourself, I'd say that like you've been in one place for too long. Okay. Cause if you go somewhere else, you're going to realize I don't know what I, who I am here. Do you think people are inherently good? I think we inherently have the capacity to be good. It's kind of crazy, right? I think it feels good to be good. Yeah. And I believe that everybody feels that way. I feel like some people haven't been given enough opportunity to do good and have been believed to be bad so long that they've forgotten what that's like. But what I hate to see the most is when somebody acts a certain way and you just get the feeling that they are trying their best and there's someone else in their life that might be influencing that. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what kills me the most because it's, there's so much that you, you, you kind of have to give it up to time and it sucks. 
Yeah, that so time, back, time will help. You brought this the clarity. up of like you having a hard time letting that go too when you notice that in someone else. Yeah. And that you feel like called to like do something about it. But am but who am I? And they're not in a place where they're ready to do that. And I think and it goes back to just know, like with addicts, you know what I mean? Okay, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we talk about, you know, yes, there was so I'll tell you the story of why I actually you're looking at this microphone right here. So I was hanging out with somebody and there was this person texting them back to back yeah. to back to back. Okay. And the person I was hanging out with, was like, look at this. This is, this is crazy. And I've been that guy on sure. the other end. Sure. So that locked into me. I thought that that was like one of the most romantic, like, passionate things you could do is show somebody that you're thinking about them that much yeah. and it comes across as crazy to some to some some people but might just the that fact out. that even that that was a perspective that exists i was like wow that's kind of the fact that two people are experiencing the same thing differently yes yeah from that, what i thought was like surefire this has to was be that like one of the first times you've like been confronted with that reality it was something that was so it was such a dumb example yeah it was no, no, such no. a powerful yeah. like wow you really if you don't put the work in to like be vulnerable enough to share a perspective and to get some feedback yeah. on like what it is then you're never going to truly know like how you're coming yeah. here i thought i was this even in high school i thought i was like damn i got a good handle on like showing up every day you know get the microphone in my hand and max Spoden is sitting there going one day curtis you're gonna realize you're gonna figure all this, this out is all insecurity yeah right yeah and so i biked for a couple it doesn't hours. mean i wasn't super entertained right you know right. like and i enjoyed it like no, i enjoyed no, being right. around you no, you know I what i mean that. it's just like i i also was knew that it was kind of a ticking time bomb in terms of like he's going to come to this realization one day that like life has put him in a position to be so concerned with this that he's missed out on a lot of time of thinking about other people's perspectives. Yeah. And on the back end, so I'll kind of, so I'll get back to that story, but on the back end, what I realized is because I, it was such a surface level concern, I never developed a lot of, like I was around a lot of good friends, mm -hmm. but I never got deeper than just, I see you at school. Yeah. I see you in practice. Yeah. I see you. So now I'm having to put that work in and, but I, I was biking around a lot and I go to the lake uh, you know, I love biking by Lake Michigan. I had like a little bit almost about like how it's crazy, why it's human nature just to go to like Lake Michigan and stare at it. I think it's kind of funny that like as people, there's just something calming about staring at a body of water. And I'm looking out and I thought to myself, if I had to do one thing that was going to get me further away from being that, that guy, which guy, the guy who was texting the person yeah, yeah, yeah. like, okay. and, and that has happened to me what would be something I'd want to do? And it was, you know, lick my wounds, realize that I've been there and just do what I want to do. And, you know, you and I talk about like, you were joking, like you'd write for me and I'd perform, but just put myself out there. And Have just, some like, intentionality behind it. Exactly. Don't do it from a plate. Like I, and the, the I, I love Thomas and he makes me laugh more than most people. <laughs> Thomas Lesniewski. Yes. Lesniewski. <laughs> and, and his real name is like Eden Ausch too, or like Eden, Thomas is like his middle name, I think. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because the thing with Thomas is you never know what he's if he's telling you something that's true or not. Well, I, I think you know, his name is like Eden Ausch Thomas. He's pretty upfront guy. Lesniewski. I don't he know. He tells you how it is. Not me. We we were never that close. <laughs> but anyway, he was saying that. Are you saying we get a we get a group podcast going? Is that'd that be great? Is that what you think? That'd be, we could talk about who we voted for. 
I hope someone's made it this far in the podcast. Who's even listening to these podcasts? Me, after. Yeah, I was like, I'm just doing this for me. Oh, cool. I got one listener. Oh, because I just clicked on it. I just finished it. it. (laughs) But he was saying that you had to be fat to be funny. And I think part of the reason you were fat or were funny was because you were fat. But I don't think you have to be fat to be funny. I think being fat made you funny. You're still funny, even though you're not fat. Yeah, it was just an added. Yeah. You You had to be funny to protect yourself. Right. But you haven't lost that cadence, that timing, you know, like that performance value, which I do not want to be on stage. If we were on video right now, I would not do it. You know what I mean? Like, if if I thought that you actually had an audience, I probably wouldn't (laughs) do it. Right. Like, I don't like that. Oh, just wait. But I love to watch you do it. I love to watch you entertain a, a group. And at wherever there was, wherever we were, and there was a microphone, it would wind up in Curtis's hands. And I'd ask everybody like, who gave Curtis a microphone? Because this is going to be the rest of the night. It's us watching Curtis make a fool of himself. And it's hilarious. Hell and yeah. you're great at it. Hell yeah. It, I can remember. It, your your dad rented out a movie theater, first yeah, of all. Yeah, and I was ripping on uh, yeah. Dirk, man. Yeah, and you found, again, I don't know. I didn't even know they had a microphone at a movie theater. <laughs> but for some reason, they did. And, of course, it ended up in Curtis's hand. And now he has a, a movie theater full of people. And he's performing for them. He and I, I was like, oh, my it's God. It's a non-thought, man. It's, it's, it's so easy I, for you. I fall into that gear. But I think when you and I talk, we notice things, again, that are profoundly true about the human experience. And right. you have a way of making I, that. Because, like, I doubt that most people want to listen to this conversation. Again, like, most people don't seek this out. People would probably listen to, rather listen to the conversation you had with Thomas because there's funny. It's humor. It's humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when we notice these things we can be like oh there's something funny there and you you and i not even see i like that you saw that there's entertainment in me in high school but i'm doing these more and i know i told you and there are a couple of reasons so it's like i like i think you definitely have to practice talking you have to practice that connection that synapse connection between what you're thinking and how you're expressing it you have to be um what's the word um in tune but also i'll come back to it but uh having a memory to look back on, you know? And, and then also I'm not like, we're just having a conversation like this. Doesn't, why aren't there more of these Yeah, where it's just, I've always felt that way. Yeah. You know, especially when you're around a group of people yeah, and it is just stuck in the surface level. Yeah. Yeah. What should we do next guys? Like, let's go experience something together, which is fun. And there's a good time. Like that's good to do. You know what I mean? To have a, a shared experience with a group of people. Yeah. But when it stays service level for too long, it's like I, I lose the drive to want to be around that person any longer. Yeah, so kind of a, a, a redirect here. Sure. But just in the idea of you want to get into child development and you really like the, right? Am I? Yeah. I'm probably more adolescent, but okay. you have to understand the earlier stages. And you and I, we were talking at the wedding we went to, and I brought up to you then that um, I'm, and I'm, I was, you know, a little inebriated that night. So the details <laughs> of our conversation, you know, maybe if you've already told me this, but well, again, not, probably not appropriate setting to have the type of conversation, but that's just where I get to, you know what I mean? No, like, no. I mean, if, Hey, if it's just, it was loud, it was dark. I love people I love, dancing. Yeah. We're here having the, a meaning of life type of conversation. Like, for pe- Yeah. For people that, <laughs> you know, if anxiety does build in group settings, yeah. I love because I, I feel the same way too sometimes that all if all it takes is for me to just stay like a little bit more mentally aware of like mm-hmm. what's happening with somebody. Yeah. I'm here with you, man. Yeah. 
Like, there's no, let's take, let's boil it down. Right. But what we started talking about was the adult, like, you were like, well, you really have to take care of a lot of the developmental and, like, the uh, foundation of somebody when they're young, which, absolutely, right? We're in the sponge mode. Yeah. But what caps off? adults from changing because i Nothing. almost take it it's just more difficult like don't tell me that i'm a certain age where like i'm stuck who i am here's the thing though so like, how do you how do you so you like look at me right like look at me and look at my brother <laughs> carter right like we're both long-haired hippie type of kids we grew up in such an athletic driven environment where by the time we were 13 years old we were both kind of sick of it and ready to start thinking about other things that's why we've made it a part of our long-term identity you just got into football at that age. It Your became part still of still athletic though. I feel like he, he was still like he big played baseball, baseball, but he's done now. He could care less. He really? plays music. He long hair. I didn't know that. The whole thing. Yeah. But okay. for so for us, it was like our whole life was sports up until we got to make decisions for ourselves. And of mm-hmm. course we were like, no, we're done with sports. There's, we didn't realize there was but so much out there. Do you think that that flip happened because it was long overdue? Be- and so you were almost because, riding out the wave no, of what you, you always wanted you to do. You can't when you're a kid, you don't realize that you can develop new perspectives. You assume that your experience is the same as everybody's until you get to be an adolescent and you start to realize, oh shoot, there's different things, there's different avenues. The way that my parents lived isn't the way I have to live. And is that you start getting out there more or what really switches that? The people? internet's good. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, but back in before the internet, yeah, getting out and experiencing more things, being, you know, having a car and being able to organize events for yourself rather than right. having everything planned by your you parents. Kinda, you kind of now open that door of I can well, go to a show. I, I could go to a music, a concert, and yeah. meet people there that aren't concerned with whether LSU is beating Alabama or not. You right. know, where if I was around my family, that's all they'd be talking about. Right. And for me, it was like that getting back to the topic of like child development of like, it's easier to influence something before that someone before that's happened. Because when, cause Carter's just getting into music right now, it's going to become, he's going to look at himself and be like, I'm part of me is I'm a musician. He's probably not going to make a career out of it, but he see when he looks at himself, he knows that music's a big part of that. You know, what's crazy about that though. And I'll, I'll classify myself in that. If you're not trying to do it, you know, you might be surprised with where it goes. Yeah. Well, look at you in football. Right. Like you could, you took that to a division one level. Right. And you know what I love the most? Screwing around with the guys at practice. Yeah. You, you didn't, I said you didn't care about football. I was going to my recruiting story and the way that I prefaced coaches starting to come in and see me was this thing that was an outlet, this thing that I just did yeah. to enjoy time with friends. Right. I notice you and we want to offer you. Right. It blew my mind. It blew my mind too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. It's because I was six five, man. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, t- and at the beginning of that one, <laughs> or at the beginning of another one, I said, "All right, guys, I got a secret to tell you." Unlike all you suckers out there that skip past the tall machine at Lifetime, I put my hours in because I was just I was making fun of the fact that I didn't ask to be tall, right? You didn't ask to, you know, have whatever you deem as an identifier, mm-hmm. but we're given it. And then I just thought how much of our personality is built off of like, is it how people perceive us yeah. or is it what we truly feel like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause for me, a big part of my identity was coach Spoden's kit. Yeah. 
especially at Marion, because he had a presence there long before I ever got there. He was part of the community, part of the fabric of the community. So yeah. I walked in, teachers had assumptions about me. Yeah. And I got to, got confronted with, am I that, am I what they think of me? And I realized, right. no, I'm not. Yeah. And that's when I started this search for my own identity. Yeah. Right. So you probably walked in, like people probably assumed that it's you're just guy. like, you're no, you're just like Strebler. You're college bound, love football, live, <laughs> breathe, eat football. Yeah. And of course, anybody who spends any time with you know that that's just not true. Yeah. But I mean, to your credit, you put a lot of freaking work in and you developed some awesome Dude, skills. I, I, the, uh, Spent a lot of time working on your craft, your body. Like. I uh, I used to have an agility ladder in an unfinished basement of the house that my dad and I were in. And I was looking back at it, man. I was just, I don't know what drove that. It's just crazy. Like it was so out of body. Like mm-hmm. I would go down in the basement, just do like ladders. Work. Yeah. I just, and then looking back, like, it's so weird because looking back at like how I got to the scholarships, I never gave credit to those moments. It was yeah. almost like that was my, no, you, pla- you put a lot of work in and a lot of different environments. I can't tell you how many times when I benched, I had this bench in the basement. Mm-hmm. I would do, I would have a fail set and I would have to like roll it down my <laughs> dump one off. And then- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, the idea that yes, adolescence, there's a lot of growth in that. What, from what you've, uh, I guess learned in psychology and behavioral could be a quick like trigger or flip for somebody who wants to grow quickly, but might feel a little stuck in whatever they've got to work with. What's kind of a fertilizer for, for growth, for the adulthood. Are you talking about like adults who have been stagnant for a long time and all of a sudden want to change? Yeah. Like here, I feel like I was pretty stuck in my ways and it took, you're still young enough I still to be don't developing, e- though. But I still don't even think that I'm, like, I've completely tapped into, of like, course not. the miracle grow. Neither have I. So We're still what, young. Like, what kind of goes into, like, is there a way to stay? Is there something you can think of that can kind of always give you that that little boost? That little, like, here we go. Let's so, keep growing. Let's keep forming. Let's keep... For me, because, you know, like, and we, I don't, we haven't talked about this yet, I don't think, but, like... There was a point in time where I was done. I didn't want to grow anymore. I was ready to to quit. Yeah. And what do you mean by that? I was suicidal. I I was ready. I felt what's the point? Why am I going to keep taking resources whatever the case may be? Um so to answer your question is like I wake up every day now having gone through that. I wake up and tell myself that, you know, I choose life today type of thing. So that is a ground. That's my grounding. You know, when you, you think about monkeys or whatever you want to think about, you know, I, I, I say to myself, you know, there was a point in time. I, I can't take for great for granted that there was a point in my time, point, point in time in my life where I thought it wasn't worth living. And I've learned since then that it totally is. So for me to pay attention to that, to start every morning, it, it gets me to, to like understand, like, this is worth it. There's purpose here. And it, it, it guides me because I'm like, okay, if that's the case, if I chose life today, then what can I do to make this life worth living in this day? How can I live today to make it so that I'm not getting to a point where I'm complacent and frustrated with my situation again, type of thing. Yeah. Does so make sense? not an authority. Okay. So I'll, I'll just kind of speak from as far as, 
you know, overthinking, it did put me in some holes that were a little more difficult to get out of than, than others. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I, I got as far to thinking about is I do think that the idea that your mind can tell yourself, your own mind can tell its own self mm -hmm. that the only thing you know isn't worth staying. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I, it was just, you know, as I got older and I, I, I always, I always like thinking about, it's just that I don't want to say it's like, you know, addict, but it is, it, it's addictive for me to try to like, just expand, expand, expand. And there are those ideas in life that exist. Those, those things that those occurrences in life where there are just huge ideas. How, how does one comprehend that the only thing we know, let's go down the path we don't know. And yeah, what has to get so bad to where it's like, why is that the process of, of which we work? And so the, the painful recovery of that is it's day to day to day. I mean, you really yeah. have to like, you don't know how vivid a dream might be one night mm -hmm. and you wake up and now the beginning of your day isn't let's shower, let's brush. Yeah. You, know, you have to deal teeth. with it. You have to be like, okay, so, so that happened. I kind of slept, but yeah. I didn't sleep. Yep. And I remember everything that I just dreamt and how much time am I going to give that before I just get into the next thing? Yeah. So, I don't know if that's, I mean, you tell me, is that more like the philosophical thinking of life or is that like, is there like a psychological basis of like, there are answers to why all, the, all that exists or like the idea, I know dreaming is such like a, nobody really knows. It's crazy. Dreaming is just, is wild. It's crazy that our brain does that. Yeah. It's like its own, you know, like we could, know. like, it's like we're directing movies without knowing it. Yeah, but I mean, is, a lot of there, times they don't make sense. Is there substance but... to it? Like, do you truly think that there's like it's helping us? It's a survival. There's thing? lots of different theories on dreams, and some of the and some of the theories are conflicting. I haven't found, even though some of the theories that I've read would say that some of the things from the other theories aren't true. I haven't found one that I've been like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I I don't think we know enough to say like, oh, this one's true and this one's not. But there's so much there in terms of like, there's different purposes that dreams serve too sometimes it's to process everything that you've gone through that day that you haven't finished processing sometimes I'm not it's kidding. planning Max, for worrying about you, something i i've had dreams where it almost like set me up for the for the day i had i went to where bed like something happened where i'm like if i hadn't dreamt where i, I don't think i would have done that today had clarity on i had a dream just up. i had a dream i went to bed freaking out about a paper that i had to write that was due the next day i in my dream wrote the paper woke up remembered it and wrote it again come on did you I, get an a yeah because i was basically dra i was like revising at that point come on once i like wrote the same sentence that i thought come of come on it was frustrating because i woke up and i was like shit it's not done <laughs> like it, i thought i did this already yeah but it, i had it I, my brain was organizing yeah. the, the, the bones of the paper and starting to format the structure of the sentences while I was sleeping. So if, what were some of the analogies that you were thinking about when you were going through the, that darkness? Like what, what did you feel like made sense to kind of make sense? I, well, let's start with like, I guess I was at a place where I was 
incorrectly assuming that I would always be a net negative on the world. I looked at humanity as like a cancer, right? It's like okay, most so, most of the problems in the world are because of humans mess something up. So pause that. I'm okay. gonna feed this uh, very hungry pooch yeah, that I, keeps walking let's around take the a microphone. Quick pause. That'd be great. And then we'll uh, continue where we left off. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. This is the unofficial soundtrack of the Curtis podcast. So, Max, I think we're at an hour and a half. Okay. Just over. So, for sake of... I'm actually heading to the suburbs tonight. Oh, yeah? So, I told my dad, he's like, what do you think about salmon? It's like, okay, that sounds good. Uh, I'll be there as soon as I can. So I'm thinking 20 minutes. Okay. I'll start this right now. And then, please, I can't thank you enough for being comfortable with me and comfortable with this platform, this podcast, to go into one of the most challenging things that anybody could ever go through. And so wherever this goes, you know, just I, I want to just – learn as much as I can kind of hear as much as I can and just kind of go from there. So sure. Yeah. I'm here laying on the couch. Like I'm at the therapist. So um, <laughs> come on. I mean, we're literally positioned that way right now. Like you're sitting behind me. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to say that there's an issue with it. I'm, I'm ready to go. I think it's important to talk about, I think not enough people who have gone through something like, like um, something as serious as suicidality or eating disorders or, any you know serious thought disorder um talk about it and talk about their experience and i think it would help if they did so that's one of the reasons i wanted to get into school counseling too and a message that i like to share with my students i've done lots of presentations on it so i'm definitely ready and and willing to talk about you know what i went through um i don't i'm not sure exactly what parts of it you're curious about i got it was just it was really weird for me because after and I, the best I can do is just root it back to when the sport that I had played my entire life, which I didn't, you know, it gave me so much. So I felt like I, I had owed it a lot. Just something is, is, it's just, I don't know, man. It's athletics are interesting. They just, there's so much tied to them and that can be a whole podcast in itself. But what I um, didn't know what was waiting for me is that when you are taken, when something is, you you no longer do something that filled up so much of your day to day time, yeah. And you have to restart. What do you do? What do you do? And it's not this like, you know, simple thing. It's this: you have to wake up every day. You have to consciously do stuff or think about stuff every single day. And so that did cause a slight depression. And there was yeah. something that a lot of people aren't like. Jim Carrey has just been. He's lived the life. I mean, he has. He has been the. The comical guy, he's been the serious guy, he was the introspective guy, and he said something once that just stuck with me is depression is truly like a deep rest. And that just stuck with me because it's like your body is really trying to just recover, but it just doesn't know how deep it's doing that. And again, not an authority, but it feels like sometimes you just get so sucked up in like this deep darkness. Yeah. That it feels like I don't know if it's you have no control over things that are going on around you. I don't know if it's that you feel like you don't have an impact as much as you thought that you used to have. But you're faced with all of this. How, what are you made of? 
And if you never had to think about it, it's just like, for me, it was like a spiral effect. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm most interested in like when you real, when you started to realize and feel this is what it is. Mm -hmm. How did you start to climb that mountain again? How did you find the ladder? How did you? So I feel like I have been suicidal my, as far back as I can remember. And I still feel like I would consider myself, maybe not actively, but as having that a part of my life. Something how did, I have to how did you get over the fact that that's a harsh word to hear? I still haven't. I When I say it to a room full of kids, they squirm and it is. Yeah. It's a big loaded topic. But for me as a kid, I didn't understand the full extent of it, that it would one day end up that I actually wanted to cause harm to myself in a permanent way. It was more that I felt bad for existing. I felt bad for robbing something from my parents because okay, now so, they have kids. So you... So I was oldest. You got to a point where you don't hear it and think of the violent thing that happens when... It built towards that. But as you, a, It started as just a guilt, as started as if I wasn't here, things would be better. I'd start, And then it morphed into, I wish a, I wish I would get run over by a car. I wish something catastrophic you, would happen to me so that I wouldn't have to be here anymore. And then it got to the point where oh shoot, I should do something. I should take action to eliminate myself and eliminate the burden that I cause on those around me. But that's what was fascinating to me about when I thought about it was because, yes, that's the end result, but I want to know, how does the whole thing even start? Why, like, we? it's a beautiful life, man. Yeah. There is so much that we can, like, think about and, and there is so much that... Yeah, and I never learned that until after I came out the other side. I had this pessimistic rut that my brain was conditioned to think through. But you brought up that it, it chemical imbalance. Yeah. It, so you can't think all the time that you can just think your way out of it. And then no, you brought up. The... It's not just your thoughts that have gotten you into that point too. You know, again, like the idea of like serotonin and, you know, people would say that I have a, a serotonin imbalance or, or something where um, the serotonin, which makes us feel good or whatever, it's not being absorbed normally so it takes i don't get as much joy from something as someone else might which then allows me it too like there's a certain thing where it's like i'm not as happy but then which makes me unhappy but then i'm seeing other people being very happy and i'm wondering why i don't have access to that and that makes me even more unhappy and i feel and i start to feel like hope unhopeful like I'm never going to get to experience that giggling laughter, which of course is false. And I found it since, you know what I mean? But yeah. as a kid, like I, I, I took things too seriously. And cause yeah. I, I didn't feel that, that excitement. Like you feel when you're dropping off of a roller coaster, you know, I never got that like spark that often. I so lived what, most of my life. What it sounds like you felt when you were out in public is what I was kind of stuck with when I was alone. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't know where my mind was supposed to go. I didn't know what I was supposed to think about. I yeah. didn't know what what I should be thinking about to progress me in the direction that I wanted to go. Yeah, I felt it when I was and alone too, though. Yeah, it took a long time to... You know what it was? I had to like restructure forward thinking and like rebuild it. Because if you always have a goal or you always have like something, yeah. to, like you said, to live for, yeah, then it's, it's... What happens when that gets taken away from you? Who are you? Yeah. Exactly. Like you were working to be the best football player you could be. And I then, was trying to get a college yeah. scholarship. I got it. And that was a big thing for me too of like, um, 
I my relationship with my dad is a lot to do with the impetus in terms of where it starts. But it, there came to a point in time where he had gotten over his addictions and was starting to be more present in his family's life. He was spending a lot of time coaching my cousin's football team. And I was like, what the heck, man? Like I've been waiting my whole life to be able to spend time with this guy. Yeah. And he's now able to spend time and be present. And he's choosing to do it with my cousin because he plays football and I don't play football. So that's when I started playing football. Right. So then I, that became part of my identity. I'm a football player. You know, it's important to me because I get to spend time with my dad. Yeah. But like just for you, it's just like spending time with the guys. For me, it was being able to be around my dad and being able to connect with him. Yeah. Then it got to the point where I realized this is going to end. I'm not going to go to college. I'm starting to really not enjoy football my junior year. I'm so yeah. depressed to lose that because, you know, I never devoted myself to my body and becoming better like you did, you know, because it wasn't a value of mine. Even though I thought it was, I tried to convince myself it was. And I tried to convince myself yeah. that I wanted the life that my parents I wanted. I remember those squat days. Yeah, I tried. Yeah. But it that was all part of me not understanding that that's not what I wanted for myself. Once I realized that, I felt like, oh, shoot, I'm trapped. That's you what... have like a hard turn to take. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so ingrained in my family's identity. Well, and that's where when football ended, I feel like such a cliche saying, I say that probably... 20 to 22 times a month when football ended yeah <laughs> it's so dumb it was a much bigger part of your life i mean it was a big but, part of mine too but it was more part of my family's life but and it's then, like even the weight transformation that i made mm -hmm. max there are times i've looked in the mirror and i'm like if not impressive enough of how much weight i lost the fact that my mind can look at me completely different than how i looked growing up and make sense of it yeah it's just like, okay, I guess this is like, I, it's dumb, but sometimes I'll just like throw myself in the fire of social media and I posted something like, oh, okay. So we just like keep getting older and keep changing constantly. And that's cool. Yeah. Like we just have to keep and, seeing a new version of ourselves. That's, that's cool. That's very similar to what I went through in terms of like rediscovering that I could be something different. But once I realized that I wasn't who I thought I was, I didn't have the answers to who I actually was. And that was very scary. So then how do you keep going to this reservoir that you don't really know if it's there or not? And you keep like trying to pull as much as you can out of it. Intuition. Maybe is that, that's what no, I like. To think it was it like, I, I felt that my inability to understand myself in a way that what I had been taught was, positive and worthwhile made me feel like I wasn't positive or worthwhile because I didn't see myself the way because to my family like you're like they like kissed the ground you walked on type of thing because you were going to d1 football and I wasn't going to get that so I'm not I'm not good like like everybody would expect coach Spoden's son to be a great football player and be a leader on the football field and that's not me so that was very painful. Like, yeah, I had these expectations. They they wanted me to pull me up to sophomore football before they'd even watch me play seen, football. Uh, I know it's, I can't help but think about it. But the the Pixar movie Inside Out. Yeah, it was like you just didn't ever develop that island or that bridge. Because if it wasn't, you weren't in football land. You know what I mean? It, it was that junior year of football was so painful for me because I had already realized that this is not what I wanted and that being around football was toxic for me because yeah. it was reminding me that 
I felt like I was a disappointment to my father. I felt like I was a disappointment to my family who would have loved to watch me go on and be a successful athlete, so me, just like my dad was, just like my uncle you was. You made the joke about, you know, feeling like you're in therapy. Mm-hmm. And then earlier, you know, six and a half hours ago when we started this, you said sometimes we can, but we don't know if we should. Mm-hmm. As someone who's going into the field that you're going into, what is the the con of what this is and us being open on this platform and, and what the intention is and what's the advantage the, of what we're yeah. doing that you don't see every day? Yeah, I've thought a lot about that. The con is that it opens you up to painful realizations that when you start to, it's like when you op- when there's a, a rock on the ground and you pick it up and you realize there's all these critters underneath. Yeah. It's like that. It's like, oh, shoot. And maybe not everybody wants to be listening to critters. Maybe they don't want to know that those critters are so near them all the time. Yeah. And they'd be rather off just saying, oh, it's just a rock on the ground. There's nothing under there. Yeah. I'd rather know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to be allowing myself to believe in illusion. Yeah. I don't want to accept a reality that I know is incomplete. Yeah. At least a perception of that reality. Well, and that's when I asked, like, what are constants? And if we can tie this whole thing up, damn. Kudos to us. Yeah, we've gone down a bunch of different... But that's when you think about constants in life. Why? What is it that you feel, I feel, maybe it's the same mm-hmm. feeling, different feelings, of finding those critters or, or locking in another piece that you weren't aware of? Like, what is that? Is that necessary is it to me it is i don't think it's necessary i mean i think everybody would be better off if they lived that way in terms of being curious to me it's necessary because it connects me to my purpose it helps me understand how i could be of service which is a big reason why i was suicidal because i felt i perceived myself as unable to add value to the communities i'm a part of the more i understand those communities yeah. The more I understand the needs, the more I understand myself and how I can meet those needs. And so, then I feel like excited to wake up in the morning because I'm I, I matter. I'm gonna make somebody else's life less painful. But today. you had to go through what you went through oh, yeah. to see what shortcuts could be in place to maybe help somebody. Yeah. There's one person that I have have known growing up who also went through the college athletic experience, and we've both agreed that if there were, and I, I know that these service are, services are in place, but it'd be great if there were more people, is what is it about the transition between playing a sport all your life and then being dumped into society yep. that makes it sometimes a challenge? Right, look at soldiers. You're, it's you're supposed thing. to be like the challenge expert. Yep. And so I've talked to that, you know, I've talked to them about that. That's been an interest of mine, but I had to go through like two years of like, being lost what the hell am i doing yep you and, know and you and i don't think you're done with that either i don't think i am either but there yeah. comes a point in time where you've at least reestablished yourself in that and you don't feel like you're being permeated by that yeah. lostness where now, you- i will say for the sake of like what i am pursuing career-wise i have applied myself to those things mm-hmm. you know i'm not aimless in yeah. my life you're opening certain doors because you think that it might add value to your future yeah, endeavors. But that's in pursuit of experience, but financial stability. Right. Comfort. Yeah. The, the end goal. But as far as that very deep-rooted personal development, 
I still want to put work towards that. Of course, you should. And I think that that's where like I fall back into thinking, okay, well, what what have I experienced that? But isn't that something? I mean, that's like that's the human experience. We go through turmoils, we go through tough times, and why do we have this innate want to like b- help someone bypass that or? But then you'll also talk to like older people and they'll be like, you got to go through it. You yeah. got to go through the journey. No, I don't believe in, I don't believe like you talk and, about finding a shortcut and sharing the shortcut. I don't, for me, it's more about, you know, like when I look at my role as a counselor, right? In my career, I don't see it as somebody who's um, showing people the path, showing them the way. I look at it as standing behind them with a flashlight and letting them find the way for themselves. And whatever they deem important to look at. Yeah. And if, and if I see that they might be making a wrong choice, I might ask them if they've considered other things, but I'm not going to tell them that it's the wrong choice. I'm going to watch, I'm just going to be there for them if it is and catch them, catch their fall and say, why don't we try over here? Here's something you haven't considered, but it's not about, it's not about offering some sort of like, I've been through it. I know if you don't avoid my mistakes, right? Like don't do what I did and you'll be good. Like that's not necessarily true. They're going to go through different things, things that I've never even thought of. And then, but I'll be there to kind of like use what it kind of makes me think about ben, like Benjamin Franklin, man. How many ways did what it take him? How many ways did it take him to figure out how to discover the light bulb? Like you wouldn't be. That holding... wasn't Benjamin Franklin, dude. That was Thomas Edison. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Thomas Edison. How many ways? A hundred and whatever. Yeah, like when like he talks about many, failure. How many ways did you have to? How many places did you have to look before you picked up the flashlight? And now you're able. For me, it to was. Hold it for somebody. For me, else. it was being to the point where I said, if I don't have somebody looking at me 24 7 i'm gonna kill myself oh sorry like that was what it was for me like you're asking like what it took for me it was like when i because when i got into the hospital and i saw these counselors who were devoting themselves to helping people like me i said that's what i want to do yeah because these people a lot of people at high school didn't know that that was even something that people deal with in terms Mm -hmm. of suicide like it just doesn't cross their mind they're too worried about their biceps in the mirror or whatever else their own their own journey right right so for me, it was like getting to the point where there was nothing left on for me to chew and in terms of why I should be here. I don't have an answer. I'm going to go. I need to I need to have constant supervision. Otherwise, something bad's going to happen. And then that's when I got around people who inspired me. So what was that moment like when I mean, do you remember how it felt? Do you remember? Yeah, it was it was that, that reigniting. It was that the the reignition, the reignition or the realization that I need help. Uh, the reignition of hell yeah, I belong. Let's get this, let's get this shit rolling. It was when it's probably still in the hospital when I started to ask questions to the people. There was a guy whose job was to stay overnight and just be there. Like we had activities during the day, but his job was just to be there overnight when people slept and I couldn't sleep. So I just sit out there and chop it up with them. And I asked him about the nature of his job and why it was so, why he liked it. And he started, he sounded so passionate. And I was like, I can get behind that. And I feel like I can do it because I've gone through this and most people don't. So I know something about how awful it gets. I'll be able to relate to people who are going through something awful. Cause before that time, I didn't think anybody else understood. That's Matt. I'm sorry, Matt, but I know this might be like the last word you've ever heard, but that's magical to me because that means that you like, that's damn life's awesome just in the sense of like you experienced so much but it allowed you to now i don't know man i can't even put words to it my mom says she knew that i was gonna 
find what I wanted to do with my life. She just wishes it didn't take me losing my mind first, you know, but it did. And I'm happy I did. But even that in itself is like, come on, man. Yeah. The mind. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Just this little, like this environment we've been given. Had this, I like... not been suicidal, I might be an accountant losing my mind right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't wish anybody being suicidal, anybody, but when I encounter somebody who is, I say, thank goodness for you. If you can make it through this, your life's going to be so much better because you've gone through this experience. Cause you're going to wake every, every wake up every morning, like I said, and realize the value of your life. So there is a, um, if there's been one controversial thing that I've said, like very, very deeply controversial in all of the 10 episodes that I've done, mm -hmm. it's the idea that I think some of the toughest people have to go through some of the toughest situations yeah. because it almost like qualifies them to be able to help as many people as they can help. Yep. And if there's not magic in that and you don't see the magic in life, there's humor like too. This, there's there irony. Is. Like, it's like, yeah. God damn, it'd be nice to be able to help somebody without going through yeah. a pile of crap. I don't wish it upon anybody, nope. but I think if you're going, if you're someone going through that, just remind yourself that you're just in this weird challenge of life that is going to just kick so much ass. Once you make it to the other once side, once you make it to the other side, yep. You're going to be of value to so many people. Yeah. And that's, a, that's the stage of life that I'm in ass, now. Man. And I'm, I'm more happy than I've ever been to actually have a kid in my office, having a panic attack and me to be able to tell it, tell him that like, I've been there. Yeah. And he's like, so upset that he's always going to have these panic attacks. And I'm like, no, it's not necessarily how, Hey you know? Johnny. Right. Like it just to be actually just exhale, my man, to use my experience to help others is that's my purpose just, now. Just get that. O two, man. It'd be crazy. What I, th perceived as my purpose if i hadn't gone through that yeah crazy do you want to do this again i'd love to we have more to more to discuss we do yeah max i'm just so everybody knows i'm going in for a fat handshake here thank you so much I'll probably max. hear it <laughs> of thank course you, man no, it was good to catch up with you and again. i promise you i didn't invite you over to do this <laughs> so just when you put your pretty little head down to sleep tonight you no know, it was you know i'm more hey i'm sincerity number one goal good how am i doing better validate me Val <laughs> you've you've come a long way and you've got a long way to go <laughs> okay and i'm excited to be part of these conversations with you all right going man. forward all right well god if you are anybody who's at two hours it's going to be me and Curtis. It's just going to be me and yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so to, until to future Max and to future Curtis, I hope you enjoyed listening to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> sleep tight. Sleep tight, Curtis. Choose life. Sleep tight. Hey, yeah. hey, Max, sleep tight, man. Yeah. yeah. Good night. Good happy, night. Happy Sunday. <laughs>